Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cliss's Mic Drop. I am Mike Cliss, the host of uh, our weekly podcast. Thanks for joining us again this week. Uh, our special guest is Jonathan Cooper, seventh round linebacker from Ohio State. Uh, actually, uh, uh, an exclusive interview, if you will. Jonathan Cooper uh, talked to us before he went, underwent his, uh, his ablation uh, uh, procedure on his heart and uh, hasn't been around. He uh, hasn't been allowed to travel by doctors. Everything went well. Uh, he's had this before and he's uh, played at a high level uh, for about nine years. It, it first came up, the, the heart uh, irregularity on his heartbeat. It's a rapid heartbeat is what he's got, uh, uh, the, the condition that he has. And um, he had an ablation, a couple procedures as a, fre as a freshman in high school. And uh, it bothered him then. Uh, there, that, that was a setback then. Uh, but then, uh, you know, the rest of high school and um, all four years, really five years at Ohio State, I believe, uh, he's played at a, at a high level. And then the EKG, which was ordered two days before the draft, and the results came back that there's uh, still a little irregularity, had the ablation. He was going to, uh, Jonathan Cooper was going to, uh, joined the uh, Broncos, or at least flying to town and and be around the team this past weekend. And the doctors just recommended a little bit more time. So hopefully next week he's cleared to fly into Denver and he can get around the guys and and start working out uh, maybe a little bit by the uh, last week OTAs and in, in the mini camp. And but the whole expectation, the big picture on Jonathan Cooper is he should be full go and ready uh, by the start of. Uh, training camp. So we wish him well, and I think you'll enjoy the conversation that I had with Jonathan Cooper a couple weeks ago. Uh, OTAs, this is the uh, OTA version of uh, uh, Cliss's mic drop. Uh, very interesting uh, this year in that uh, Vic Fangio basically has called off the 11-on-11 team drills through the first two weeks. There's only three weeks of OTAs, and he called off team drills for two of them. Uh, the third week, I think there will be some 11-on-11s and then the three-day minicamp in week four uh, of, of phase three. Uh, he'll have some 11-on-11 there, maybe one or two days. Um, we were out there. The media was out there on Monday. Uh, watched about an hour, maybe a little bit more. And, um, you know, everybody looks good. Only two players uh, not accounted for. Seven guys were hurt or had some kind of ailment. Uh, all the best to Dalton Reisner uh, with his, uh, he contracted the virus after his first shot. And uh, I know that's been, uh, I know there's been instances of that, uh, of people contracting the virus after getting their first vaccination shot. Uh, I'm not sh sure how much research scientists and the medical professionals are doing on that, but I know of many, many cases uh, that way. I think still overall, the vaccination get her done. Uh, it just seems to be a lot more convenient, not wearing masks, able to travel, those kind of things. Uh, uh, you know, it is some some people just have less protocols for people with vaccinations uh, um, without getting into the, the you know, the, the political uh, bent on that. It just seems like there's more conveniences afforded to those who get the vaccinations that those that uh, do not, including in the NFL. Uh, the NFL is coming out uh, right now and basically saying 
for staffers. You can gain access to places if you're vaccinations that people that aren't vaccinated can't uh, without masks. And uh, so, and they're not doing that with players uh, yet, but um, I think they're really encouraging the players to take the vaccination. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Bridgewater versus Locke. Uh, as as the Aaron Rodgers watch continues, and and the fact that he might wind up with the Denver Broncos, I uh, saw that uh, him and uh, Miss Woodley, Shalene Woodley, the the actress, are vacationing in Hawaii and having a good time. Uh, Aaron Rodgers also in the match too, the golf uh, uh, match with uh, Mickelson and Brady, uh, instead of Peyton Manning. Uh, it's Aaron Rodgers, and um, instead of Tiger Woods, who's of course uh, uh, trying to recover from his uh, uh, automobile or vehicle uh, accident, uh, uh, Bryson DeChambeau. So um, Aaron Rodgers, I tell you, he's for a guy for a quarterback from Green Bay, he is huge. I mean, he's he's getting right up there with Brady, and right up there with uh, uh, Mahomes, and and right up there with Peyton Manning as far as just that X factor, uh, star celebrity status. And um, the fact that he's upset with the Packers and, and you know, the people, it's about the people. Um, boy, times have changed. I tell you what, times have changed. But in the meantime, it's Locke versus Bridgewater. We were out there Monday. I thought Teddy looked rusty. He missed some throws he should have made. Um, but, uh, you know, again, it was his first day. Locke's been out there a while. Because Locke had a uh, signing bonus uh, or, or a workout bonus, and because Locke also is more dedicated than ever to the craft of playing quarterback in the NFL, he knows this is a big year. He's just so dedicated. He's been around the team facility working working at quarterback. So he's he's definitely ahead of Bridgewater. We'll see where the two are in, in about a month from now uh, as training camp. Uh, I, I guess it's training camp is really about uh, – they announced uh, July 27th, so it's two weeks, two two months from now. How about that? Um, the NFL announced uh, cuts. Um, there's going to be cuts from uh, 90 players to 85 after the first preseason game, um, August 17th. There will be uh, cuts from 85 to 80 players after the second preseason game on August 24th, and then uh, cuts again. Uh, after the third preseason game, which would be about uh, August 27th or August 31st, uh, to the 53-man roster. So, uh, from that point, the Broncos team will have 12 days to prepare for their season opener against the New York Giants. So, uh, with that, let's uh, turn it over to our discussion that we had with Jonathan Cooper, again the Broncos' seventh-round draft pick. Uh, from uh, back on May 1st, and this interview was a couple of weeks ago uh, before he actually had his ablation procedure. So um, do not think Jonathan has uh, done any interviews since we talked to him. So uh, hope you enjoy it and, and meet the Broncos' seventh-round draft pick, and we'll come back uh, right after our talk here on Clitz's Mic Drop. Coming out of high school and growing up in Columbus, was there any doubt if the Buckeyes uh, 
offered you a scholarship, that's where you're going to play your college ball? I, I, growing up in Columbus, Ohio, I was a, obviously a Buckeye fan. So uh, when it came to them offering me, you know, I still wanted to make the right choice for myself. But at the end of the day, I was like, I don't feel like there's a better place out there for me, which is close to home and with a great coaching staff. And I mean, I've always wanted to be a Buckeye, so it was a dream come true. You mostly played with your hand in the ground, as I understand it, uh, at Ohio State. And with the Broncos, they want you to stand up and, and, and give that edge rushing a chance? Yes, sir, they do. Talk about the transition you'll have to, to make there. And did you work going through the whole draft pro process? Did you work on that? Yeah, so I feel comfortable with standing up, honestly. Uh, I feel like my body type kind of suits me for that position, especially in the NFL. As far as I go, I've been really working on just my footwork and being comfortable in space and my hips to make sure that I am fully prepared to play in a 3-4 defense. Um, and that's exactly what the Broncos uh, saw in me and gave me an opportunity to do. And they're definitely going to get um, a great player at it. A neighborhood kids celebration. Uh, how cool was that? How cool was that for you? Oh, that was, that was amazing. I feel like, you know, Everybody is here for a reason and purpose, and I feel like that's to give back. And obviously, the kids are the future. And um, I mean, any any sort of time that I can interact with kids or inspire them, um, that means a lot to me because I feel like I was just a kid growing up in Gahanna. I just worked really hard to achieve my dreams, and I want kids to be able to know that if they work hard and they do what they need to do, they can achieve their dreams. And uh, it was very humbling for me for those kids to come out and see me and congratulate me it just reminded me all why I even got started playing football and why I even want to be an NFL player so makes me want to even go harder. When uh, you were drafted I had a, uh, a couple of coaches and executive scouts uh, text me a wonderful guy great character football character great personal character and then they had like heart condition uh, question mark uh, and then in doing a little research on it, uh, something showed up um, uh, in your freshman year in high school and, and, and hasn't been a problem for you? Uh, it hasn't been a problem since. Um, I have to keep checking in and making sure that everything's uh, okay. Uh, what was it? It was uh, Wolf Parkinson's wife, so WPW. Um, and basically, I had a tachycardia. My heart rate could speed up, um, and it was just—it was just a difficult uh, time for my freshman year. Um, ever since I have—I—I've I, been okay. Um, this recent EKG, I'm gonna have to figure things out. Um, but as far as right now, I feel okay. I feel fine, and uh, I should be ready to go here very, very, very soon. Welcome back uh, to Kliss's Mic Drop. I'm Mike Kliss. Hope you enjoyed that interview that we had a few weeks ago with Jonathan Cooper, the Ohio State linebacker from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so uh, recruited by Urban Meyer. And there, there was some uh, talk. Had the Broncos not drafted Jonathan Cooper in the seventh round, he probably was going to wind up with Jacksonville because uh, Urban Meyer recruited him to Ohio State. He was going to sign as an undrafted free agent uh, with Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville. Uh, the Broncos took him in the seventh round, um, knowing 
that uh, about his EKG report. They also knew that uh, he had this before and was able to play at a high level for seven or uh, eight years. And so um, even if it means Jonathan Cooper will have to spend the, the it looks to me anyway, and, and I've been through these rookie injuries, when a rookie gets injured uh, it, during the offseason going into training camp, and, you know, this is not an injury, but uh, a medical uh, condition that it, uh, Jonathan Cooper has to work with. But anytime they do that, um, it's kind of a redshirt season. They're, they're out the first half of the season. I would anticipate Jonathan Cooper, I, may, I might be wrong about this, might have to start on the practice squad. And, of course, when you put a, uh, someone through the practice squad, you have to have them clear waivers. But I would think with his heart condition, uh, the fact that he went to the seventh round anyway, uh, I think he would be able to get through waivers. And uh, I, I really think that would be the, the safest thing and for all. And, and the best thing for Jonathan Cooper, really, as he gets up to speed. I'm sure they'll be cautious in clearing him uh, medically, but uh, the Broncos do plan on him contributing um, at some point, maybe later this year, on special teams. Uh, got a good linebacker body, uh, big for as, as linebacker, inside-outside type of tweener, um, mostly outside, though. And uh, you need those outside linebacker bodies on, uh, on special teams, uh, uh, covering in particular. Um, guy who can run and with that type of, uh, that type of frame, uh, big body frame. Um, so all the best to Jonathan Cooper. Uh, OTAs will continue. Uh, the Broncos uh, are actually off for the um, Memorial Day weekend. They'll be off Friday through Monday, so they'll get four days off <clears throat> and then uh, return for week two of OTAs uh, next Tuesday. Uh, we talked with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater this week, and and Drew, I thought, did a really nice job um, just deflecting uh, the fact that the Broncos have gone after so many quarterbacks this offseason. Um, they were in trade discussions with Matt Stafford of the Lions. He wound up going to the Rams. Um, they were, um, you know, every everybody looked like uh, Deshaun Watson wanted to uh, talk to the Broncos, and the Broncos wanted to talk to Deshaun Watson before um, his disturbing sexual assault allegations by at least 22 uh, massage therapists uh, came out. And um, so right now, uh, it's not looking like Deshaun Watson will play for anybody in 2021 until uh, that matter is cleared up, um, if it is uh, at all. Uh, boy, that's a, that's a uh, Deshaun Watson's career is suddenly uh, at a crossroads. There's so much uncertainty. Uh, going on, but those are definitely serious, disturbing allegations against Deshaun Watson. And now, uh, still ongoing, are the uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Well, Teddy Bridgewater also, that was out there for two or three months. Finally, that trade was made. Carolina picked up most of his compensation, $7 million. Broncos picking up uh, four and a half after the restructure for Teddy Bridgewater, which is good backup money. Generally speaking, the veteran backups get $3 million a year. They do get up to $7 million. Chase Daniel got $7 million a year for a couple of years as the backup uh, for the Bears and Lions. Uh, so the Broncos in between that at four and a half with Teddy Bridgewater. He will compete with Drew Locke for the starting position. Very interesting 
the way the Broncos' schedule starts. With that, the Giants, the Broncos are favored by a point and a half. I'm surprised by that. I thought the Giants would be favored by two or three points since the game is there. Giants were 6-10 and 10 last year. Broncos were 5-11. and 11. Uh, So I'm surprised the Broncos are favored. But a lot of people impressed with the moves George Payton uh, made during this offseason. Uh, and then uh, you got at Jacksonville. Um, will not be easy going into the heat, and it will be sweltering hot in Jacksonville for week two. Trevor Lawrence, uh, Tim Tebow, <laughs> um, that would be uh, an Urban Meyer. I can understand the Broncos being favored there, and of course I understand them being uh, fairly big favorites, five and a half points against the Jets at home in the week three uh, home opener. Uh, Vic Fangio has been off to bad starts in his two seasons, 0-4 in 2019, 0-3 last year. And, uh, you know, he uh, the, the expectation is he should go 2-1 this year. Uh, if he doesn't go 2-1 through the first three games, then I'm afraid uh, the seat will get a little hot for Vic Fangio um, as, as the Broncos go on through the 2021 season. He's got to win. He knows that. Uh, Broncos, uh, by the odds makers, should finish 9-8 and eight this year. Let's see if they can exceed that by one or two um, and make the playoffs. And uh, they do have a good team. The quarterback situation, to me, one day, one day only, um, it still uh, looks like uh, it still like still looks like it's going to be the fourth best situation in the AFC West behind Pat Mahomes of the Chiefs. Uh, Justin Herbert of the Chargers and Derek Carr of the Raiders. Um, maybe Drew Locke can can come on. He's worked at it. He's got the right attitude. Um, Teddy Bridgewater plays it safe, plays it smart. See who uh, Pat Shermer, the offensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, the head coach, decide to go with when the season starts. But thanks again to Jonathan Cooper. Thank you for listening to our uh, uh, week one OTA edition of Clissa's Mic Drop. We'll do this again next week after we witness uh, another OTA session. We'll have a better idea on what's going on with the Broncos. Um, again, uh, last week, all but two players showed up, which were Melvin Gordon and Kyle Fuller. Um, so 88 out of 90 players, that's pretty good, uh, considering uh, the union was wanting to boycott the entire uh, offseason. So... Thanks for listening, uh, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you again next week.